0: Welcome back to another segment with Sports with Kobe and Sean here. It's our last segment of the year here. Uh, We're going to talk about the draft, and Sean, what a draft it was
1: last night. It was great. I mean, like, that's my favorite – the draft is my favorite night of the year. It's like – especially as a Jet fan, you know, like personal anguish, you know. Like, I'm I'm very sad. I'm a sad Jet fan, but – this, like, it always brings hope to every team, no matter what it is. And we saw that in the first two picks. Everybody kind of knew where they were going to end up. Number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Zach Wilson. I think that overall, like, that, like everybody knew that was going to happen. I think it's, it's the right order they should have went in yeah. based on pro days. Like, maybe it would have been a little bit different if they had the combine and, like, a full season. Justin Fields would have shot up and been the consensus number two. But based on this season – Pro days, interviews. This was obvious, and uh, what do you think about
0: that? Uh, I think everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was going with the Urban Meyer to Jacksonville, and I feel like after after weeks, we all knew that Zach Wilson was going to go to your Jets there, and that, that's exactly what happened. It's 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 the other picks that kind of shocked me. Uh, number three, we got Trey Lance going to the Forty ers That was I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting maybe Mac Jones or Fields. Uh, they were talking a lot about those two guys there. I know Shanahan went to Mac Jones's pro day and then sent one of his uh, other coaches there to watch Fields. So I I knew it was one of those two guys. But getting Trey Lance was really shocker to me. You know, I, the way I like I like Trey Lance to the Forty ers
1: I I'm gonna agree with you here. I thought it was gonna be Mac Jones originally, but like as time went on, I was like, you know, it's probably, like Trey Lance makes sense. Justin Fields makes sense. Mac Jones doesn't. Trey Lance in that Forty ers offense with Kyle Shanahan and his like playbook. Going to be so fun to watch. Like, he's he's so good on his feet. He rushed for like 1,100 yards, I think, in in 2019 because he opted out of the season. But like, I I think that's a really good fit. And while it was a surprising pick, it's also not the surprising pick if you know what I'm trying to say. There. Yeah. Like it's it it made the most sense. Um. Then we got four Falcons take Kyle Pitts, get Matt Ryan a weapon. Looks like they're loading up for another little playoff run here. I don't think they do it. They choke every year. So. I they feel like lost. They, need, they needed to get a defense player there. Their defense is terrible. I think they could have. I I really think they could have won. I wouldn't have been surprised if they went Fields here. Like, if they went Fields and just had him, like, sit behind Matt Ryan for a year, like, it would have been perfect. And that's that. Go, going back to Trey Lance for a second, I think he's going to sit this year. Like, he should sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, learn from him. And, like, then next year the Niners are going to be, like, they're going to be back, back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, th- I think that should happen. I think that Kyle Pitts here, I mean, he's the most talented player in the draft probably outside of Trevor Lawrence, but... It's a great pick for any team that picks him up. Like he's like, he's like a Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Jimmy Graham in his prime kind of player that'll yeah. just come in and like produce right away.
0: Being a huge impact for the team yeah. to start.
1: I agree. Uh, we can talk about number five right here. I called it. You I did call it. call it. I mean, I'm I'm one to. I'll put my hand up. I was wrong. I was wrong. I I think it's a stupid pick, but. Hey, you were right. I mean, I, I'll give it to you. I do think they should have went Sewell. I think that going Jamar Chase at five, it's like, it's good for the story because you get to bring Burrow back, like the connection LSU that they had, and now, I, they have so many weapons now. It's ty- like Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. Who's their tight end? Is it, um... I feel like they got a young
0: tight end. I, I think they might, remember, yeah. NASA. But I'm I'm
1: pretty sure he's like solid. Like, he's not bad. Yeah. Um, and now they bring in Jamar Chase, and... He's probably gonna be their wide receiver one in the next year, like easily. Um, it's definitely a
0: reach over protecting your quarterback yeah. for the next twenty years. I but mean, they pick a guy uh, for another weapon instead of a protector. But maybe they go a few o lines in the draft here later. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there's so much.
1: This is a pretty like top-heavy draft in the middle of the first round. Like nobody really knew what was gonna happen, but like. They also knew that there was a lot of people that could have won in the middle of the first round that would fall, like, to the second round. So, like, they could easily get, like, a Tevin Jenkins or a Creed Humphrey. Like, someone to get inside. So, I guess it, it kind of worked out for them in the end. Um, number six, we have the Dolphins taking Jalen Waddell, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Did not play this year. Came in, the championship game, had one catch,
0: and... I mean, he was hurt, like, the whole year, too, yeah. and then tried to play. And then every... That, that championship game, he tried to play... And everyone was bashing Nick Saban's like, why are you trying to ruin this kid's career? What are you doing? But it, it wasn't Nick Saban. Jalen Waddle was trying to play on his own, but you could clearly see he was he was not there. He just yeah. couldn't do it.
1: Um, I, I agree, I'm, but I do think it's a good pick for the Dolphins. I think it's it's nice to get them another weapon. They came in very similar to your Ravens, having two needs: wide receiver, edge. Yeah. And you both address both of those needs. So I think it worked out for them well.
0: I mean, it's a perfect pick for the Dolphins. I mean, they get a guy that was uh, comfortable with. Uh, Tua played with Jalen Waddle all four years he's been there. So it, they have a connection there just like Joe Barron Jamar Chase, So there's yeah. another reunion there. We have a few reunions actually in this draft. Well, did you see the, did you see the video of uh, Jalen Waddle? Someone asked him
1: who he liked playing with better.
0: He said him he and Devontae Smith both said Mac Jones. It's because crazy. It was like disappointing. The spiral, of the ball that's thrown. Tua throws it weird, and Mac Jones throws like a perfect spiral. So and that's oh, not
1: surprising. But I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he still loves Tua, and he's happy to reunite with him either way. Yeah. It was just it was interesting to see that. Um, we have seven right here, probably the best pick of the draft. They got the Lions got extremely lucky. Panaisu will fall to them. Best O tackle prospect in generations probably. <clears throat> Sorry, um, and he falls right in their lap. So I mean.
0: That's my pick. that's
1: one of my picks of the draft right there.
0: I think that's a great pick for the Lions. I mean, you get Jared Goff some protection there, so that helps out. I mean, they got who did, the receivers. They got Marvin Jones, and then. They got a – oh, T.J. Hawkinson. They got a great tight end. So, you know, you got two threats there. Yeah. And then just need some protection. Now you're now you're good. And you got DeAndre Swift, so that helps him out too uh, for the run blocking game as well. Yeah. And they so, got, yeah, I think that's a good pick for I think lot. it works
1: out. And they got Jared Goff coming in, injury-prone quarterback. They got to get some beef up front, you know. Um, We have the Panthers at eight. Take J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn's a stud. Like, he's a great corner, and he played so good this year. But I do think that Sertain is better than him. I thought that the Panthers would go 13 here. They went horn, kinda of surprised me. But either way, great pick. I mean, absolute lockdown man corner.
0: I uh, agree, and they got they got some good corners in uh Carolina, so that just helps out and buffs it up. Yeah. Uh nine. I was
1: shocked here. I, I thought that the Broncos were going to go with Fields at nine, and they shocked the world. They go Patrick Sertain, the second out of Alabama. What do you think about that? Well, one? I can
0: see why they wouldn't go Fields. I mean, you just traded traded to get Teddy Bridgewater, so you got two quarterbacks. So getting three and Drew Locke is a young quarterback wouldn't make any sense there. That's just a waste of trading for Teddy. So they would need something else. And you already got you already had last draft. You already got your threats and receivers. You got Jerry yeah they got Jerry Judy and then KJ Hamler so you already got threats there and then you got Noah Fannis as your tied in so pretty much uh they just need something defensive wise and I I guess that's the right move I mean you got star studded um what's the yeah Bradley Chubb like they they they, they, have, they have some solid
1: players what's their safety's name uh Justin Simmons
0: yes they already got Justin Simmons so they already got a stud secondary and that just kind of helps it out there
1: yeah um A hundred percent. The best part about this was seeing Cowboys fans' hearts break when when he got picked the pick before them. Speaking of the Cowboys, they were at 10. They trade back with the Eagles in a division, and the Eagles move up and take Devonta Smith, and I think you can't really say much about that. That's a perfect pick.
0: That's a perfect pick. But that's all we have for this segment here. We'll come back and talk about the Eagles right after this. And we're back. Uh, We started off off, ending off last segment talking about Devonta Smith, Uh, the Eagles and Cowboys trading up their picks – I feel like that was a great decision between both teams there because they both got the guys they need. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one of the best picks of the draft.
1: The Eagles need a receiver. They get the Heisman winning trophy receiver, first one in 30 years or something like that. Uh, moving on to 11, we had another trade here. The Giants were originally picking, and they moved down to 20 with the Bears. The Bears come up, and they get their guy in Justin Fields. This, this pick shocked me, I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting them expecting Fields to go to the Bears at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really was because nobody thought he would be there at 20. But when he, once they trade it up, it's like, okay, they're getting a quarterback to do the Jones or Fields. Like, there's no other way to go here. Um, they take Fields was the consensus number two pick before this season, and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance somehow shot over him. Gets picked at 11. He's going to Chicago. I think it's a good fit for him. i will have a little bit of a competition with Andy Dalton. probably beat him out, plus a Super
0: Bowl winning quarterback in Nick Foles. I think it's good for him. I agree. I mean, this. I feel like this is a great pick for the Bears. They get, they get a quarterback that they need. You know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't cutting it. And now they got their – hopefully they get their guy and uh, make a run now. I mean, they got a great defense already. And then they got threats. They get Allen Robinson back, even though he doesn't want to be back. And then you got your other uh, – I forget the other receivers they got, but – they got some threats there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Bears, the
1: Bears, the Bears might be back because that defense is always legit. Um, number twelve, we have the Cowboys
0: taking the linebacker out of Penn State. Many people said he was the best defensive player in the draft, Micah Parsons. I, I, my one friend is a Cowboys fan, and before this draft started, he said, "I'm getting a Micah Parsons jersey." He, he called it uh, Micah Parsons to the Cowboys, perfect pick. I mean, people knew. People felt like it was going to happen. Cowboys fans knew it was going to happen, and it happened for them. And that's that's just a great pick. There helps out, buffs up their defense. I mean, their offense is pretty much set there, so this this helps out greatly for their defense.
1: Yeah, I think I think Michael Parsons is a great pick. Uh, with the lo- the loss of Sean Lee, Lee yeah. he just came out of here. Um, Michael Parkins comes in, he fills that hole immediately. Him and Lee and yeah. Van Der Esch. Uh the Cowboys. It's gonna the NFC East is gonna be a really interesting division this year, and like like they're, they're felling out very well. They like. We have Devonta Smith to the Eagles. We have Micah Parsons to the Cowboys. Like, just great picks all around. So, I'm definitely excited to see what they do this year. Uh, moving on to pick 13, we have the L.A. Chargers taking Rashawn Slater, O-Tackle out of Northwestern. I love this pick so much. I love it because I think Rashawn Slater is arguably better than Panay SQL, and he falls to 13. They didn't have to move up to get him. They sat. They were confident that they were going to get their guy at 13, and they do, and now they have protection for Herbert. They did what the Bengals should have done. That's <laughs> 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 They did. I mean, they, that's why Herbert was the rookie of the year last year, not Burrow.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, Burrow got destroyed.
1: Exactly, because he didn't have a lineman. There's no way to get around this. Like, he didn't have a lineman. He got destroyed. They don't <laughs> draft a lineman this year. They draft a lineman after Herbert didn't get destroyed. Now they have even more beef up fun. on. I love it. <laughs> I agree with you on
0: ma- Like, it makes sense. And they did what the Bengals should have done. Okay, next at like 14, we have your Jets. I mean, they traded up with the, for this pick. Ah, uh, the Vikings with the Vikings, and they get an O-line, and now you got a guy to protect your new quarterback in New York. Dude, I love this pick so much. Like, he, I think
1: this is the, like, I was more excited when they did this than when they picked Zach Wilson, easily, because this dude is so legit, and we have such a massive hole at guard. We just lost Alex Lewis, and our other guard is Greg Van Ryan. Probably never heard of either of those people. So, we move up from 23 to 14, get the best player, in the, the best guard in the draft, um, Elijah Vera Tucker, super versatile. He's going to play great in that zone kind of offense scheme that at, they have running right now. Um, I love it, and I'm I'm a little sad we don't have a third round pick now. We only have one pick today, but we still have seven in the draft to go. So, um, great. I think him and Makai Beckton on the left side of that line is going to be scary, and it's 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 got. We're doing what we should have done with Donald. You know, like we're building around our quarterback so we can have a future. You know what I mean? It, it it makes sense. So Zach Wilson's gonna come in, his blind side's already protected. We work a little bit on the right tackle, maybe, get Jevin, Tevin Jenkins in the second round here. We're in business.
0: It, it'll be a it'll be a very scary front. All right, here with we'll see you there. And then fifteen we have Mac Jones. Dude who's gonna sit behind Cam this year, so that that's gonna be an interesting sight. I mean I saw something on Instagram said Mac Jones is just Cam backwards and um it, it shows the body figure, the way they both play. I mean, they are two different it's, quarterbacks. Yeah, it's going to be weird for him to learn from a mobile quarterback like Cam Newton. But
1: I will say this: I'm, I'm, like, I'm not surprised they went quarterback here. But I'm, all, I am a little surprised because Belichick's never drafted a quarterback in the first round in his entire career, and he's one of the best coaches in NFL history. He got lucky, he got Brady, but Mac Jones here. I mean, it, it's the right pick technically because, like, that's their biggest gaping hole because Cam Newton's not the long-term answer at quarterback. Mac Jones might be.
0: We'll see what happens. 16 here we got Z- Damien Clowney that, I mean Z- uh, Z- Damien Collins. Collins I don't know why I said Clowney so Damien Collins going to Arizona I feel like that's a that's a huge huge thing for Arizona and their defense there I mean last year they drafted Isaiah Simmons and I mean he, he, he didn't play the greatest so get another linebacker there hopefully plays better and uh, gets the job done for Arizona and their defense yeah I mean I think I think uh, I think Damien Collins is a very good
1: player I like I did, I don't know if they run a four three or three four, but I, I'm pretty sure Isaiah Simmons plays outside like a coverage kind of linebacker, maybe like a box safety even. But Zayvon Collins is legit, and him on the inside there is going to be scary for teams to come.
0: Seventeen, we got the Las Vegas Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood from Alabama offensive lineman. Um, worst pick of the draft. Okay. Worst pick of the draft. I mean.
1: <laughs> Like the Raiders do this. This is what they do. They took Cleveland Farrell in 2019. Last year they reached on a safety uh, or cornerback on at, on at Simons, maybe I think it was. Yeah. But this year they take Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood. There's a 60% chance he's there at your second round pick. And they take him here. They like. I they they got their guy. I mean I would like everything to him. But like they got their guy. You know it's it's it happens. Um, but I do think that's the worst
0: pick of the draft. I agree. 18. We got the Dolphins taking edge rusher. Jalen Phillips. I mean that's a great pick. They needed that. They yeah, great pick. Uh, uh I, I love the pick.
1: You have Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle coming into the Dolphins. They they had two needs. Edge, receiver, take care of both of them in the first round. Done. I think I think it works out very well for them. Uh nineteen we have Jalen Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. This dude is a bowler. And a lot of people don't think he's like that, but he's he is. He's a very good player. Super good. And um Uh, man coverage, blitzing, everything. He's a great tackler. I think that's a great pick for the football team. That just made their front seven even more scary.
0: Of course. That is a scary defense to to go through. That is definitely a scary defense. And then 20, we got the Giants who traded up with the Bears or traded down with the Bears to get a receiver, Kadarius Tony from Florida. I mean, I feel like that's a good pick. You know, you get another threat for Daniel Jones. I love this
1: pick. I I think, I think the pick's great. The trade down's amazing. The trade down was so good. David Gettleman did his thing. He worked his magic. Got so many picks. Another first rounder next year. Um, and they got their, like they got a receiver. They wanted Devonta Smith at 11. He's not there. They're going to trade back, and they're going to get the next best receiver at 20, Kadarius Sony.
0: And then 21 here, we got Quiddie Page. Definitely a great pick for the Colts. You don't get another defensive player there. I mean, they got DeForest Buckner. Already, I mean, DeForest Buckner balled out last year. Yeah. So, th- this is definitely, like, a big pick. Get another edge rusher to come off, and uh, I feel like it's going to be great for the Colts. Yeah, 100%. I love the pick, too. But that's all we have for this segment here. We'll be back shortly with the next one. We're back again with pick number 22, Caleb Farley to the Titans. Um I feel like this is a great pick. I think it is as well. I mean, they just lost Logan
1: Ryan. Josh Norman isn't there. Josh uh, Norman was up there. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I, but think, I think they lost Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, that's who it was. That's who they lost. But uh, I think it's a great pick. I think it's a need. Caleb Farley, very good corner. I was a little sad about this. I really, really was, like, praying that he would drop to 34. A little bit of a reach, but, I mean, I I love this guy. He's a very good corner. I think it's a great pick. Uh, 23, we have the Vikings taking Christian Darius out of Virginia Tech. They needed an offensive lineman. They, need they him. needed And they took the best one on the board. My opinion, third best offensive tackle in the, in the draft. I mean, he's better than Leatherwood. I don't know why. That, that, well, we won't go back to that, but the Raiders are stupid. Um, Darius out, very good lineman, super good. I like it a lot. Um, and the Vikings, it was a need for the Vikings, so it makes perfect
0: sense. And then 24, I, I don't know about this pick. Najee Harris in the first round, I mean – Picking a running back just isn't like – I mean, if the guy's like a huge impact player, you go running back like Saquon Barkley in the 2018 draft. You go him because you needed him. Like, I don't know about this one. I mean, I feel like the Steelers have drafted a running back every year almost. I mean, you get Anthony McFarlane last year. I think Benny Snell the year before. James Connors. I mean you lose James Connors, I get that, but you still got Anthony McFarlane and uh Benny Snow. And Benny Snow didn't even play that bad last year. So I don't I don't know about this pick with the Steelers here. Uh you know, I, I li
1: I like it. I think that the way like the way I think about Najee Harris is kinda like how you think about Derrick Henry. Like Derek Henry's that guy. He's yeah. he's a truck, he will n- run you over, no holding back, and he doesn't need a great offensive line for that. Like I would if they took ETN here instead of Najee Harris, I'd be very confused because ETN is a running back that that's going to need a good offensive line in the league. Like Najee Harris probably won't need the best. They could have went Tevin Collins here. They could have went like any any other line. Than really, they just lost Pouncey. They lost um, Villanueva. So I think that I think I think it's a good pick. It might not be the right pick, but it's a good pick because they just lost Connor. But the next pick. 25 the Jaguars Travis Etienne. No It makes no sense I mean who's, who's our running back They have James Robinson Yeah He's he's very good He's They have a very good Running back ready. They take Etienne, Pair him up with his His guy Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence I mean but I get it union there. I get it But like Simultaneously This might be The dumbest pick Made in the first round Just because You have so many holes Already on your team You're not in the same Position that the Steelers are You went 1-15 last year The Steelers went What 12-4 and Yeah Um and you like if you're in that position, you don't take a running back in the first round. It's the biggest waste of space pick ever because they're not going to produce what you need them to do. It's the least valuable position in football. Sometimes, like in the NFL, it's one of the least valuable positions.
0: Because a running back doesn't last that long. I mean, yeah.
1: And there and there you can find them anywhere. Like you can find a running back in the sixth round that's going to be great. Um, but I I think it was a stupid pick. They have way too many holes to take Etn at twenty five, and they're like you go you go tackle there you go anything on defense makes perfect sense i love it but they go with etn here and it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense
0: and then 26 we have the browns taking cornerback greg Newsom, the second um i don't know about this pick i mean this is another pick i really like actually they got Denzel. i mean i would understand cuz greedy williams the guy greedy williams i think last year he didn't really play that well, but then they got star corner Denzel Ward. Yeah. So I guess this helps out from them getting burnt by Hollywood again in the fourth quarter on fourth and five. So I guess that's why they wanted to get another corner. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think I think Greg Newman's very good. I have watched a little bit of film on him because there was a lot of chatter about him going to the Jets 23. But I I think this is a great pick. I think they like they have a little bit of a crowded secondary now, but like that's not a bad thing either. Like this, yeah. like the, people can play in the nickel, they can play in nickel packages, dime packages. So I think it definitely works out for the better for the Browns here uh 27 your Ravens take Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota absolute stud first of all but I'll let you take to this one
0: um I like the pick you know what I really wanted I really wanted to like trade up trade some picks and get Julio but now that's not gonna happen and uh we get another receiver again so hopefully Greg Newsom I mean Greg why did I say Greg Newsom? Greg Roman does something with this because now, we, now we have threats for Lamar. We have receivers. We can't say Lamar doesn't have receivers now. He's Rashad Bateman, a stud coming out of Minnesota. We have Sammy Walken and Hollywood Brown. We got Miles Boykins, Devin Duvernay, and James Prochet. We got we got receivers now. Mark Andrews too, literally. <laughs> He's pretty much a receiver. I mean. This is Lamar's year. That show like he he can
1: he can show every he can prove every single person, including myself, is hated on him wrong.
0: Yes, it's, it depends on what Greg Roman does with this offense and the guys he has now. That's who we're relying on now. It's not Lamar. It's Greg Roman's time.
1: Yeah, I mean he he runs like a run centric offense, and I mean it, well, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Bateman and Watkins. Like they they obviously put an emphasis on receiver this, this offseason, and they definitely succeeded in doing what they wanted to do. So
0: it'll definitely be fun to
1: watch and see what Roman schemes up.
0: Uh, next, we have Peyton Turner, defensive line, going to the Saints. I mean, I don't really know what the Saints needed, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Saints are pretty well-rounded. I mean, this one was a little bit of a head-scratcher. I don't know who Peyton Turner is, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't, I've didn't. i never really heard about him, but he's a DM from Houston. Um, the Saints, I think Cam Jordan's still there. Yeah. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, maybe, but maybe they're going to let him sit for a year, you know, like learn a little bit because Cam Jordan's a legend at the position, so – I could definitely see that happening. And then maybe he's just a stud in two years He's a next J.J. Watt.
0: Yeah. And then 29, we got Eric Stokes, cornerback from Georgia, going to the Packers, which I totally agree with after Kevin King's terrible performance in but, the you know, I, championship game.
1: I will say this. I agree with it. But if I was Aaron Rodgers in this situation and you just told them that you didn't want to come back and then you go out and take another defensive player in the first round this year, well that makes no sense to me. Uh, like I'd be, I would be livid if I was Aaron Rodgers. I would be like, I'm leaving. Like you have to trade me right now, or I'm just going <laughs> to retire. He's 37 years old. He can retire. Like they have, they they drafted his replacement last year. They clearly want him out of there, but they don't want to say that they want him out of yeah. there. So it makes no sense. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers story is another big one. We can talk about that later, maybe. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, Eric Stokes, great player, but definitely a little bit of a reach here at 28-9. Um, and I think they should have won offense for Aaron Rodgers, but. Pick number 30 with the Buffalo Bills taking Greg Rochelle, and I I love this pick, but I hate it at the same time just because Gregory Rochelle is a monster, and he's going to be – him and Makai
0: Beckton are going to go at it for 10 years. I like that pick. I mean, they they clearly are offensive set. They need some defense, and I guess a pass rusher would definitely help with that, so I, I really like that pick. Yeah, I think I think it's a
1: great pick. Um Thirty-one. We got the Ravens again, taking Jason Ellweld. The edge out of Penn State. You no, know,
0: I didn't. I didn't know about this pick. Like the fans there, like I was watching the draft here, and they didn't know about this pick. And then like found out this dude six, what six, six, five, 253 runs a four three. Like he's a monster. He's, he's crazy. He's raw talent. So I, I really like this pick.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot too. Similar to the Dolphins, you guys, you address both the needs. You need an You lost Judon and was it Kaleis? Can't. No, I don't even know who he lost. Judon and Ngakwe. Yeah, Ngakwe. That's
0: who it was. But you pick up Greg Rousseau now, I, I, or, I mean, Jason Allen. I think it's beautiful. And then 32 here. Well, you already know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are pretty much set. So, Joe Trine and edge Rusher, they don't I really, mean, they, they don't they don't need him. But need he'll them come again. in for some rotational stuff, maybe get a couple snaps
1: on third down. Yeah. Like, but they're bringing back 22 starters from a Super Bowl yeah. winning team. So,
0: nothing much you can do about that. Yep. Yeah. But that's all we have for this segment in the first round of the NFL draft. We'll be back for the next one. We're back again, and we're going to talk about uh, our teams and their picks. So, Sean, you can start us off here with about your Jets and how you feel about it. Uh, yeah, I'll start off right here. I, lo- I love I the Zach Wilson pick. I've been high on Zach Wilson since,
1: I'd say, the Coastal Carolina game last season. I think he, he showed that he can play, you know, and Coastal Carolina was a top-ten team last year. So, I think Zach Wilson, he's, he's, he's good for the New York media, and that's like the biggest obstacle that these Jets rookie quarterbacks have had to conquer. Like, Sam Donald can handle the New York media. He couldn't handle New York period. He got mono. Like, yeah. the, the second week he was there. So, um, but yeah, I, isn't, isn't
0: Sam Darnold the one who says, I'm seeing
1: ghosts? Or was it Daniel? Yeah, that was, that was Sam Darnold. He said, he are <laughs> seeing ghosts. And they ran with that one. What? The, me, the New York City media absolutely destroyed Sam Darnold because I mean, of that.
0: The internet destroyed Sam Darnold. I mean, what? I see ghosts. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I don't
1: know. It just didn't make any sense. But I, I love Sam Darnold. We're not gonna, no Sam Darnold slander here. Um. We'll talk about Zach Wilson, though. He's BYU quarterback, had a great senior year, you know, and then he had, he came out as pro day, made the throw of the offseason. Like that that off the shoulder throw, oh, right that was, or left that was side of the field to the like back pylon in the end zone. So beautiful. So beautifully placed. Tight spiral. Great throw. I loved it. Um I think he's coming into a very good situation. You know, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Michael Floor, that whole staff. They're trying to do something special here. And I really hope it works out. Um, my dad put it this way. I'll, I'll say he's a Jet fan as well. He said he's cautiously optimistic. Like, that's kind of how you have to be as a Jet fan. Mm-hmm. You know, when we draft a new quarterback, you can't be like, oh, like, we're going to win a Super Bowl this year. you got to be like, let's slow down. Let's think he's going to be good. If he's not, we're the Jets. We don't get upset. So, <laughs> um, And then we had two picks in the first round as well as you guys. So, 14, they take Elijah Vera Tucker. I talked about this a little bit in the second segment. But... I love this pick so much. I, I, I was saying I, I'm, I was more excited about Elijah Barrett Tucker here than taking Zach Wilson, and so was Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas was fired up when he took Elijah Barrett Tucker. There's a video of him in the uh, in their uh, war room, and he's on the phone with him, and he's like, he's like, it's good to have you. And he's just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. He's screaming at um at like Robert Sal and Woody Johnson, and I was it was it was funny, but I think that that solidifies what you need to have a rookie quarterback come into. You know, Mikai Beckton, stud of a rookie. He played amazing last year. He was the only one that was better than him was probably uh Tristan Works on the Bucs. Yeah. But he he played so well last year and he's and he's a monster of a man. And now we have a left guard with Elijah Vera Tucker. That left side of the line, it's locked up for ten years. Like we have we have that. We're good. And then the, a right handed quarterback like Zach Wilson his blind sides on his left side. So his blind side's protected from day one. He's going to be a day-one starter. We all know that. So yeah. I think bringing in AVT is the best thing the Jets could have done for Zach Wilson. You know, if they didn't bring in him bring him in, they would have taken probably a corner or something, and then it, it wouldn't have worked out as well as we wanted it to. So I think that that is the first step in the right direction of taking Zach Wilson and evolution, um, evolving his game. So
0: those were the two Jets picks first round last night. How about you talk about the Ravens? So... My Ravens here, I, I'm liking the picks, I'm liking the picks, I mean, of course we need a receiver, what I, I, I was like really hoping, well, I was hearing the rumors, I got excited, but as a Ravens fan, you know, if you hear rumors, and it's trade rumors, do not get that excited, because they never happen, I mean, we, the off season clearly showed, we didn't get Galladay, no Robinson, no, no big receiver, we got Sammy Watkins, I mean, we got another pretty much bigger Hollywood, I would say, but, um we we draft the receiver first round again and get uh Rashad Bateman and uh that that dude is a baller. I mean, I watched him 2 years ago in the Penn State uh Minnesota game and he just he just went off. He was he's a stud receiver coming out of Minnesota. Um so I think he can be a big impact to the team, but it relies on what Greg Roman calls for this team. I mean, everything relies on Greg Roman at this point on. We got Lamar, his people. Uh we can't say Lamar doesn't have threats anymore at receiver. I mean, he has. How many, He has Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown. Drafted Devon Duvernay and James Prochet last year, and we didn't even use Devin and Pro, James Prochet. And they both clearly showed they can play. I mean, James Prochet against the Titans ran a whip route, was open, had five yards of separation. Clearly, clearly showed that he can he can make plays. It it just depends on what he calls and what he does with this. It's it's his. It, the, literally, the ball is in his hands. It's not in Lamar's hands because Lamar's not making the play calls. It's in his hands with this and the people he has. And then our defense, I mean, we just lost. We just lost N'Goclay, Junon. We lost our two edge rushers. We we still have a good D-line and Derek Wolf and Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. And then we pick up Jason Awe. I don't know how to say his name either. His name. It's, it's a tough one. But, uh... I don't I didn't even know I, I didn't even remember much about this dude. I mean I'm a Penn State fan and I I don't remember this dude because it's all Micah Parsons and Penn State, but Micah Parsons opted out this year. Um but dude is raw talent, I mean 6'5", six, six, two, two fifty something. He he's what is he? Six yeah, six five, two fifty three and uh the dude supposedly runs a four three. Uh I mean you're six five, two fifty three and you run a four three, I mean I've seen running backs who don't even run that fast. I mean, Saquon Barkley ran a 4-4. So having that guy come off the edge and come at a quarterback like (laughs) Baker, who's not that mobile, or Ben Roethlisberger is going to be great. Or coming off against uh, Josh Allen, who is a pretty mobile quarterback, is going to help. But uh, I really like that pick there as well. And then I feel like uh, earlier we talked about well, earlier we got that pick. We got that thirty-first pick from trading Orlando Brown. But I think we're gonna get. You said the dude from Pittsburgh, that uh, offensive lineman there. Vel, is it? Ah, uh, Villanueva. Yeah, I think we're gonna pick up Villanueva. So, uh, I can see us picking maybe like. I think I think we could go uh, Jenkins next next round, or even uh, pick a safety and Travion Morridge. So hopefully we. Uh, yeah, definitely. More. I mean. The Steelers, the Steelers. There's a lot of there's a lot of
1: talent still on the board, and that's what's super exciting about this draft. I mean, I think I think the Steelers could go line. I don't think Tevin Jenkins will be there when you guys pick. I'm not sure what your second round pick is, but I mean, like there's just there's still like other tackles that are just great, like Landon Dickerson to center. You got Creed Humphrey in here. Like there are definitely some very good players, and I, I think that I think the Jets 34 the dream. I have three dreams, and they're all different. Types of players. You go, kevin Jenkins, put him at right tackle, that line is set. He's mm-hmm. a monster of a man, he's a very good player. Um, I see Asante Samuel Jr., corner, you know, super aggressive man coverage, hawks the ball. Um third, Aziz Olajari. That is a name that I thought was gonna be called in the top fifteen, like at the beginning of the draft process. Obviously he slipped down, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he was falling in the second round. And that's a, that's a talent right there. Like, he's good. Aziz Olajari is very good. He's super athletic, quick off the ball, and he gets to the quarterback. So I'd be fine with any three of those picks at 34. Obviously, at least one or two of them will be available. But what, where do you want the Ravens to go in the second round? You
0: know what? I just want whatever comes best with us. I mean, we're of course, we're going to pick a safety, get an O-lineman. But after that, I'm just fine with whatever, as long as the team works out and does great. But that's all we have for this segment here. We'll be back shortly for our fifth segment of the day. And we're back here again. And um, big news um, with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers supposedly wants out of Green Bay uh, just days before the draft. He, he said he's not happy with the organization and uh, he wants out. So that, that's, I think that's huge there. That's huge news.
1: Yeah, you know, he he came out and he said, I think he said that he wanted – like, it was the day of draft day. And and that's just shocking to me. I can't believe he he comes out. He takes all the spotlight away from Trevor Lawrence because he's already established. (laughs) He's that guy. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be that guy. He's a prophet. Um, And Aaron Rodgers just comes in, absolutely takes the show. We didn't want him to take it away from our show. We wanted a draft show. But we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit here. So, I will say this. I think that it's better for Aaron Rodgers to leave. I think his time in Green Bay's up. Like, there's not many rosters in the NFL that will give him what Green Bay gave him, and he got a ring in Green Bay. Like, I think he'll always have respect for him, Similar to like the Brett Favre situation, but I could see him going to the Niners, or not, not the Niners actually. I mean the uh, the football team. If he goes to the football team, that's scary. They have scary Terry. They have a good old line. They have the best defensive front in football the youngest defensive front of football, so they're all on cheap deals. So, I think if he went to the football team, that'd be the best fit. There's other other places, obviously, you could go, you know, but I I think that makes the most sense.
0: Well, um, supposedly the three teams he has as his list are the 49ers, Broncos, and Raiders. So, I feel like, I mean... Aaron Rodgers, everybody in the in the draft, I forget what year he was drafted. I think it was like 2006. I think it was 05. 05. I mean, th- that year he was drafted. Everyone thought he was going to stay in the hometown, be the 49ers quarterback. And then, shocker here, they take Alex Smith in, over Aaron Rodgers. And then Aaron Rodgers drops, gets picked up by Green Bay, sits behind Brett Favre. Brett Favre retires. And... and People weren't people weren't happy about that. weren't fans of Aaron Rodgers, but then Aaron Rodgers stepped up, made a statement to the team, and then Brett Favre tries to come back and then take his uh take his um take his spot back, but the fans weren't weren't happy with they it. Love and Aaron Rodgers, yeah. And then Brett Favre goes to you know the enemy, the Minnesota Vikings, there, and then Aaron Rodgers balls out still and and wins Green Bay a Super Bowl uh, a few years later, so. And then they kind of get the same situation last year when they draft Jordan Love, a quarterback, the same, like the same round, the same everything as the Brett Favre and Rodgers situation. I think it was like seven years later or something like that. So it's kind of like the same situation here. Uh, the quarterback wants out, and the the team just, like, I don't know, just isn't cutting it for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a very interesting stat. I think that. Um... I I'm, I forgot – it's blanking my name on who the quarterback before Brett Favre was in Green Bay, but he, he was very good. He played well. He played there for 16 years. Brett Favre comes in and replaces him. He played there for 16 years. Aaron Rodgers comes in and replaces him. This is Aaron Rodgers' 16th season. He just played his 16th season, so. Jordan Love might be Jordan Love him. should replace him this year, and I think that he's going. I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, they shouldn't make him be there. I think – I mean, like – that's what's wrong with the NFL front office. We've talked about this before, I think, with Allen
0: Robinson. No, yeah, I mean, with Allen Robinson, guys like, who don't want to be there, or get stuck there they with franchise the tag, with the and, tag and like it's just so stupid, stupid. But teams don't want to follow their needs. Yeah, and I mean, I think
1: that I think Rogers getting traded would be the best thing for both parties. You know, it worked once. Like you had you had a great quarterback and Brett Favre. Get him out of there, and Rodgers comes, in. he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. See what Jordan Love can do, you know? Like, like you don't have to hoard this guy if he doesn't want to be there. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think the Niners would be very interesting if he went home. Um, definitely definitely intriguing because, you know, like, what are they going to do with Jimmy G? What are they going to do with Trey Lance? Like, that would be even better for Trey Lance to learn behind. Like, Aaron, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, that would be perfect for anybody to learn behind. So, mm-hmm. um, and they have a ton of weapons too. Great defense. Um it's it's tough to see where he would go. But I think almost any team would be a fit for a guy like Aaron Rodgers.
0: I agree. I mean uh I just wonder what's gonna what's gonna be like for Devontae then to not have his guy, Aaron Rodgers. I mean Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are, are a definite dynamic duo in the league. And if Aaron Rodgers goes, I mean, he's gonna have to get that connection with Jordan Love and I feel like it just won't be established like it usually like it is with Aaron Rodgers, and it's gonna it's gonna definitely make Devontae Adams be like less than one of the top receivers in the league. He might drop down out of the top five. Yeah, I mean, like you can tell closer. That's one of
1: the watching Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams play together last year was one of the funnest parts of football, like by far. I mean, like they like he's looking for him for his 500 touchdown ball. Like he's like, I caught this. Like you told me you're giving it to me. Here you go. And it's like. Devontae's 100th hundred hundred career touchdown he scored this year, he, he caught it, I think he caught three that game, and the third one was 100th, and Aaron Rodgers comes up, gives the ball to Devontae. It was just so fun to watch, because you can tell they like, genuinely care about each other, and they're good friends in real life. So, like, outside of football, they do this, and that, that, that would be interesting, I haven't even thought about that, but, like, would Devontae Adams fall off? And I think he would. I don't, I don't think he would be the best. Like, last year he was the best receiver in the league by far. But not by far, but him and DeAndre Hopkins were ahead of everybody to. else. Yeah. Like, that, I think that if if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Devontae Adams yeah. could leave as well. I don't think he would leave because I think he just signed a deal. But he could – he'd be the – like, he'd probably still be a top five receiver, but he wouldn't be number one where he is right now. He wouldn't be on top of the world DeAndre Hopkins would.
0: And DeAndre Hawkins left Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray, and they just got a connection like right. that. And the same thing with Stephon Diggs. Uh, I feel like Stephon Diggs right now in Buffalo is definitely better than he, he was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, he has a very, very big connection with uh, Josh Allen there, and then he doesn't have to worry about Adam Thielen or even uh, Justin Jefferson, which came after he left. So it's pretty much uh, – Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen there, just like Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray, you know DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, I agree. Um, it's 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 going to be cool to see. So you know, who knows? Maybe Jordan Love comes in and he he is that like he clicks with Devonte Adams and Devontae Adams stays and he's one of the best players in the league again. But without Rodgers, it's very hard to tell if he will be. Um, we like I, but like I said, I think that. I think Rodgers stole a draft yesterday. I don't know if you agree with me on that. I, I, I definitely
0: do. I mean, especially for the Packers fans. I mean, you're like, okay, what, what are we going to do here? Let's take,
1: like, you're, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm like, let's take a receiver. Let's show them we want them here. Let's do this. They take a corner. They take Eric Stokes, and it's just, I, oh my god, I, I don't get it. I think you like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, then you have to be all in on Aaron Rodgers. If you're saying you're all in on Aaron Rodgers, you have to be all in. On Aaron Rodgers, yes. You have to, you on have to show that you
0: want him to say that yeah. that he's your guy, that we're we're gonna do anything to keep you here, and then you just don't, you get it you get a corner. Get him a lineman even.
1: I mean the Packers line's good, but like that shows more than getting him a corner. Getting him a lineman shows more. Like you have not drafted this man, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, year in and year out a single offensive player in like the past like it's 10 years
0: he has not drafted him third at all
1: yeah it's it's horrible and it's I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because he probably loves the people at Green Bay and loves being there but at a point it's like okay this is too much I have to go
0: yeah welcome back for the last segment of the year we're gonna top top this segment off with the NBA and um That's I'm amazing. feeling I'm feeling great about the Wizards I mean two games ahead of Toronto at the and the 10 seed, and uh, we're we're balling, looking hot right now. How do you feel about the Knicks? I love the Knicks, and Mike, I'll I'll go back like backtrack for a second. I mean,
1: yes, last segment of the year, super grateful. You know, we had a good show, good thing going here. Maybe we'll do it again next year. We don't know yet. Yes, but I think it's I think it's perfect. We're ending with this, you know, something we've done every week. The week so far, we have an NBA roundup, so
0: perfect
1: ending to Sports with Kobe and Sean. But back to the Knicks, they lost the win streak this week, very upsetting. They were in the game with the Suns. Chris Paul does not miss. That man is <laughs> so cold. And we've we've talked about it all year. Chris Paul. In fact, I'm sure we'll talk about it again when we get to the West. But they've still won ten out of the last eleven games. I think. Or not, yeah, I think ten out of the last yeah. eleven. So that's impressive. No matter like no matter what. So we're climbing up power rankings. We're top ten in the league in most of the major sites. Seven games above five hundred. We haven't been like this in a very long time. We got the Bucks and the third seed. I'm not going to say that we're we're creeping up on them, but we're creeping up on him a little bit. You know, we're we're we we're like three and a half games back at the third seed, and that's that's huge for the Knicks. Considering people thought they were going to be the worst team in the East this year, so I'm very happy. I think we gonna, we are going to stay hot. I think Julius Randle, he shouldn't be in the conversation for MVP because he's not the best player in the league, yeah. but he's he is one of the most valuable like, considering, like, what he's done for the Knicks, and he's definitely the most improved. Like, that should be out of question. But he is is one of the most valuable. Obviously, the MVP goes to the best player, usually. Yeah. But, like, he's more valuable to the Knicks than I would say a, like, I don't don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm trying to think of, like, a player that maybe, like, a Russell Westbrook even is. No, Russell Westbrook is playing really well. But, like, a Bradley Beal is to the Wizards almost. Like, Bradley Beal is by far the best player in the Wizards. But, like, Julius Randle's the heart and soul of this Knicks team, and he's doing so much for them, and it's so exciting to see. But, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I'm very excited about <laughs> what the Knicks are doing. Um, rounding out the East, you know, nothing's changed up top. we still got the same top five seeds, actually six seeds. Uh, we have the Nets and the Sixers who clinch a playoff berth. Everybody kind of assumed they were going to. They're going to be the one and two seed. Okay. They're going to be going back and forth all year. Um, three see the Bucs, I'm going to be honest. I know Giannis was hurt for a little bit, but I'm a little surprised that they're not – like, five, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, they've played well without them, first of all. Second of all, they've – I mean, they've lost games, obviously. But, like, you kind of expect the top three to be, like, intertwined. Like, maybe, like, jumping each other the entire season. And the Bucks haven't been there, really. Like, the 76ers and the Nets – Have
0: been going back and they've forth. They've been going
1: back and forth. Like, one team will get it, one team will get it. It just goes like that. And the Bucs just haven't been there. They've been They've been there, but, like, not in the same boat as them. So – Number four, we just talked about the Knicks, but they're playing great. Uh, we have the Hawks at five and the Celtics at six, so no change in the top six. I want to say the Hornets were seven and the Heat were eight last week, but... I think that might have switched. Yeah. Switched. Um, it's it's definitely exciting to see, though, like a competitive Eastern Conference. Like, we're not as good as the Western Conference. I think everybody knows yeah. that. Like, they have better teams than us, but...
0: It's, it's finally this good to see the so East without LeBron playing... Uh, c- close basketball, while playing yeah. better basketball.
1: This is this is the most competitive the East has been in years, and I think with this play-in tournament, like
0: that's going to make it even more competitive. There's
1: so many teams that could just like jump right in, and it's it's really cool. Actually, I like the idea a lot, so I'm happy that Silver picked that. Um, you know, we do we don't usually talk about the bad teams in the East, but like remember when the Cavaliers started off like four and out when everybody thought they were going to win the East?
0: I mean, yeah, Colin, I think the Colin Sexton literally beat the next two games in a row.
1: Yeah, and then he fell off. And now he's – I mean, he's still playing well. He's still Colin Sexton. He's still a good player. But, like, the Cavaliers in general fell off. Um,
0: I think Kevin Love wants out of Cap- Cleveland too as well. I mean, I watched uh, – I forget who they played at Team Toronto. Just, he just gave up. I mean, they, they would not give him the ball at all. He just threw the ball in bounds and got a turnover. I think Kevin Love wants out of Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would too. You're that old. You want to play for a contender, not a rebuilding franchise. Um Talk about the Bulls really quick too at the 11 seed, one of the busiest teams at the deadline. Nothing to show for really, you know. They just fell out of the playing tournament this yeah. week. I think. I think the Wizards jumped them this week, so uh, they just lost to the Knicks Wednesday. Um, but like with guys like, I, I know Zach Levine's hurt right now, but still with Zach Levine, you got Vucevic, you got Fad Young, you got like so just so many good players. Like, they have a very good roster. You've got to start thinking it's got to be more than what the players are doing and probably it's has pro- to do with something
0: with coaching. Coaching front office. Yeah. Got to do something with them.
1: Um, then, then the Magic and the Pistons are terrible. The Raptors should be better.
0: I mean, the Raptors were in the playing tournament. I think we took over the Raptors spot because last time uh, we were we were 11. I think the Raptors were in a few, uh, a few shows ago. Yeah. And we just went off. I mean, we're 9-1 in the last 10 games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was I was actually very happy when you guys lost, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want you to beat our winning streak.
0: I mean, we were at, we were at eight.
1: And yeah, we, I think we finished at nine when we lost it. So I was happy when you guys lost that game. But um, rounding up the Eastern Conference with a ton of hot teams, uh, we'll move over to the West where we also have two teams clinched, and they're the two best teams in the league. So we have the
0: Jazz and the Suns. And the Suns, this is the first time uh, I think they've been in, clinched a playoff spot since I think it was like 2010.
1: Probably with like Nash and Stoudemire. So yeah, like, I think it was twenty ten, like late two thousands. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. I haven't seen that, but Jazz and Suns are a game apart. Like they, either one of these teams could be the one seed either one could be the two seed. You know,
0: um, I mean the Clippers aren't far behind them with a game in a.
1: Like, yeah, they're they're like two and a half. Yeah, they're from the Jazz. They're three games from the uh, Jazz, I believe, and then two games from the Suns, but. Then you have the Nuggets. Once again, I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago whenever the Jamal Murray injury happened. It sucks. Like, that sucks a lot. They probably could have been the three seed easily, but they're still playing with it they're on a four game win streak right now. Yep. I mean, Jokic is the MVP. If I Jokic agree. isn't the MVP, it's Embiid. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's like, the, if Jokic, what I was going to say is if Jokic isn't the MVP, the award should be destroyed. That is a popularity contest. Like,
0: if Embiid and, beats Jokic in the MVP, it's definitely something wrong with yeah, this league.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Jokic played all season. unless barring like Jokic just gets hurt or like completely is horrible this next month of the season. But Embiid was out for like two months in the middle of the year. Jokic came in. Embiid was a favorite. Jokic was a close second. So he came in and he went over him. Um, then to round out the play-in tournament, at five with the Lakers, ten games over 500. Playing well with LeBron and AD. Six, yeah. we got the Mavericks, you know. Luca Kristaps, doing their thing. Finally playing well. Yeah, For I mean, a while. it's been a while. and now they probably won't complain about the playing tournament because they're already in. <laughs> um, seven, Trailblazers. They dropped. They dropped, but they are still – they're probably going to end up like six, and the Mavericks will be back mm-hmm. in the playing tournament or something like that. Uh, eight, we have the Grizzlies, 31-30. Nine, the Spurs, ten, the Warriors.
0: I mean, the Warriors. The Warriors pretty. can so
1: do something in a playing tournament. I think it's single-game elimination, they can 100% get in to the playoffs, and that would be super impressive. I agree. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the NBA this season has been super fun to watch. I didn't know what I was going to feel about it, like, starting out, just because you, like, you don't know, like, with a pandemic where you're – like, at, at the Garden, you're used to seeing millions – or not millions, obviously, but, like, tens of thousands of fans there. Yeah. And they're at capacity every single night, no matter how good or bad the Knicks are. And then you turn the TV on and – there's no one there. <laughs> it's it's horrible. And it's, it's, it's so weird. I was a little nervous how it was going to work out, but it worked out very well for us. Fans are back. They love this team. So I'm I'm just happy, like, the world is going back to normal and sports are going back to normal. It's just great. Um, but that's going to be the end of the show for us, last show of the year. You. So you guys can listen live anytime at CougarRadio.net. Follow us on Instagram and give us a like on Facebook at Cougar Radio. You can also subscribe on YouTube and Spotify to watch and listen to all our podcasts.
0: Well, it's been fun, Sean. Uh, We had a great show here. We're glad you all tuned in and listened every Friday, and uh, hopefully we can do this again next year. And uh, that's it for Sports with Sean and Kobe, and we are out.